And good morning. Welcome to the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. I'm your host, John Fowler. It's Monday, January 23rd, 2023. And we're so glad to have you tuned in to another edition, a brand new week of the Pulse WV Live. John Sandy back with us tomorrow uh, at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So he is on the mend. So we're glad to, glad to hear that. And yesterday, was just a powerful day in both campuses of the Pulse, Winfield, which is in Putnam County, West Virginia, as well as with Pastor Jay Mace and Gassaway, West Virginia, which is in Braxton County. And uh, that would be the church that I get to pastor and uh, started that church nine years ago, almost uh, working on 10. So God is faithful, no doubt. So glad to have you all tuned in. I'm going to stop that background once it gets there. Stop it right there. That looks good right there. You know, a lot of people say that I'm out of my mind, so maybe just out of this world by chance. So there you go uh, today. But let's get started with prayer. It's prayer over the week, and then we'll get started with today's podcast, which is a summary of yesterday's sermon. So, Father, we just love you, and we thank you, God, for who you are. And God, we thank you for everything you do. And we just pray you help us, lead us, guide us, and direct us. God, show us what you want to have done and let us do it. And we'll be glad to. And we thank you for it. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So I preached a message yesterday that was entitled, The Fear of Fire. The Fear of Fire. Now, a lot of people would think that this sermon would go towards more of um Fire purifies the soul and uh, and that kind of thing, but it's totally uh, totally a different uh, different twist uh, from from anything uh, that you probably have heard. So here's some of the questions that I have for you today: Does your daily action and personality reveal that you have a daily walk with Jesus? So does your does your daily actions and your personality? reveal that you have a daily walk with Jesus. Now, one thing I did say in Gasway yesterday, sometimes, and this is with church people, that I have to look at their uh, look at their facial expressions before I approach them. It's like, okay, am I going to get my head bit off if I go up and say good morning? Sometimes you avoid people because of their, uh, you could see their facial expression. They're about ready to, ready to hop on you. So, you know, in a in a in a way that you don't want to be a part of it, and and that would be like uh, yelling at you and screaming at you and um, about something. So you have to be real careful, but you also have to be that one that if that's you, adjust that, adjust that out, uh, attitude, adjust it to where you're not that way, to where you can be approachable, you know, to where people aren't going to be looking at you and saying, hmm. Can I talk to that person today? Do they look like they're approachable? And so anyway, does does your daily actions and personality reveal that you have a daily walk with Jesus? Now, this is something that I added uh, real quick yesterday, uh, and it was a revelation from God. And, and here's what, it, here's what he, he gave me to share with you. If I tracked your footsteps, where would you lead me? Let me let that sink in. If I tracked your footsteps, your daily footsteps, where would you lead me? And I made some comments. I said, would you lead me into a bedroom where you're having sex with a man or or if you're having sex with a woman? Would you be that person, that church person that's that's uh, that's doing that? Would your would your steps if I was tracking your footsteps, would they lead me 
uh, into a, a world of pornography? Would they lead me, if I tracked your steps, would they lead me into a place of drunkenness and, uh, and being high? Um, would it lead me into a place where you're being flirtatious with somebody, but yet you're married? And see, these are things that you have to be so careful for. Would, it, would your tracks, would your footsteps, if I would track your footsteps, would it lead me to a, uh, a world of gossip to where you're, you're slamming a pastor or you're slamming somebody within the church, a, a song leader, a worship leader? Um, you know, would that, would that lead you, would, would your footsteps lead me to that place? And if so, you know, that's pretty tough. And, and where your footsteps should lead me is to Galatians chapter two, 22 and 23. And if you followed my footsteps, that's where they would, that, that, that's where I would want them to lead, lead you to. So here it is, um, the fruits of the spirit. Would your footsteps if I would track them, lead me to a place of love, lead me to a place of joy, lead me to a place of peace and long suffering. Long suffering uh, in Galatians chapter uh, five twenty two says, "Long suffering means patience." Are you, are you patient with people? You know how are you with people if they if you don't get what you want, or if you have to do something for somebody like a husband or a wife, but yet you're uh, you're agitated. Uh, with them because they've asked you to help you do something. I mean, that's not love. That's not the fruit of the Spirit. And so if I was tracking your footsteps, how would that how would that look if I came right behind you and I saw exactly what you did? Uh, gentleness, which is kindness. Are you kind to people? Like when you go into the restaurant, you, may, you know how many times I've told you about the 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 waiters and the waitresses say that the the rudest people are the church people on Sunday morning and the or Sunday after church and the ones that stiff you uh, from a tip. So how kind are you? And, and then goodness uh, and faith. These are the fruits of the spirit. This is the church. This is why you don't see revival. This is why you don't see a move of God within the within the uh, the church today because the church looks too much like the world. And acts too much like the world. Verse 23 out of Galatians chapter 5, meekness, which is gentleness, temperance, which is self-control, which means to control self. So how do you do with controlling self? You know, um, I've had people laugh and pride themselves and actually own their anger problem. Well, my anger really gets, uh, gets the best of me. Why do you own it? Why do you own anger? Because that's not yours. It's not even something that God that God has, and and so it it's demonic. Anger is demonic. I mean, that's something that you don't. Well, the Bible says that you could be angry and sin not. All right, if you're a professional at that, show me how you do it. Call me. I'll come to the house and let let you get angry without sinning. Most people live so far from God, especially the church, in a lot of areas. Like me, I get accused of um, of uh, of yelling at people, but yet I'm having a conversation and I'm not yelling at people. I'm just trying to get in people's uh, people's heads to where they can either have a pastor or have a preacher. Some people just want a preacher, and that means that they don't want you to mess in any of their business. But a pastor will will get down deep with you and and begin to say, "Okay, here's how I can help you." But most people don't want help, and then they, what they do is they leave. Uh, 
uh, and then they go to the next church and they try to hide with the same problems. And, and that's really sad because you could be totally free from that. So Galatians 5.23, meekness, gentleness, temperance, which is self-control, which means to control self. You say, well, I'm, I'm a sinner and I'm going to always do this stuff. Well, no, you don't have to. You absolutely don't have to. Because that's the sanctification process. Sanctification is the elimination of things that are in our lives that are not pleasing to God. Uh, against such thing is no law. So here's the, here's the, the thing that, that I want to say along with the sermon that I preached yesterday, the fear of fire. Your countenance reveals his presence. His count, your countenance, your facial expression will reveal his presence. You know, when Moses... Let me give you this story. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and he had the Ten Commandments, two tablets um, of the testimony in his hands, and he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that his skin uh, was shining. His face was shining. It was radiant uh, because he had been talking with God. And so when you think of the word, and this is in Exodus chapter 34, 29, uh, when you define radiant, it means sending out light, shining, and glowing brightly. So Moses was with God. And so, uh, and this, this is the way most people are because, you know, the, if you walk close to God, people will call you a fanatic. They'll call you a holy roller. They'll call you a Pentecostal. But look at what Aaron and all the people of Israel when they saw Moses, um, and behold, they saw his skin shining, they were afraid to come near him. And that's Exodus thirty four thirty. So understand why people don't want to get next to the fire of God. People don't want to get next to the, his holiness. Because when you get close to God, then what happens is you begin. he begins to burn the imperfections out of you, and it gets uncomfortable. He's been doing me that way for many, many years. And let me tell you something. There are things that are inside of us that are not pleasing to God. And we're called the church. One of the biggest things that you need to work on is controlling self, self-control. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. So, and so when you look at the fact is that Aaron and all the people of Israel they didn't want to get close to close to Moses because his face was uh, was shining, and it, the reason why is because, listen to this, he was face to face with God. Exodus thirty three eleven. Listen to this, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. That's actually what Exodus thirty three eleven says. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. Now think of this. Christy and I talked about this on the way home from, uh, from uh, worship service yesterday. She said, do you think Moses uh, saw God? Well, I would, I would think so. Why I would think so? If I was face-to-face with you, if you took your phone right now because I'm on your phone or I'm on your iPad, and you put it right up to my face, that means we're face-to-face. That means we're looking at each other. So 
I don't know any other way to say that the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. Well, I have a lot of friends, but I don't go up to them face to face and shut my eyes. So you kind of have to think about that. Exodus twenty four seventeen. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord it was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the of the people of Israel. Now look at this scripture. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord. So let me ask you a question. Do you have his appearance? I better write that down. Do you have his appearance? Do you have his identity? Do you look, do you act like Jesus? Do you have his appearance? Because Exodus 24, 30, Aaron and all the people of Israel were standing there seeing this. And Exodus thirty three eleven, and the Lord and the Lord spoke to him face to face. And then in Exodus twenty four seventeen, just to sum up, now the appearance of the glory of the Lord. The appearance. So do you do you shine like God? Do you shine like the Lord? Do you act like the Holy Spirit? Because here's what it says was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Wow. Let me tell you something. If we act like Jesus, we will devour the kingdom of darkness, and we will advance the kingdom of heaven. Another place that there was uh, a lot of fire being talked about was over in Acts chapter 2 and 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. Now, they were in there for about 10 days, 120 people in the upper room. And you know that there had to be a lot of self-soul-searching that went on in the upper room for them to get in one place. So, you know, they're looking over there, and there's Leroy sitting there, and Leroy and Huey had a fight. And so they had to get that worked out. Well, Hilda and Beulah were sitting over there, and they remember that they had a they had ought towards each other over a boyfriend in high school uh, 30 years ago you got to fix these things and so when the day of pentecost arrived they were all in one place the day of pentecost did not arrive on day one and suddenly and, and that goes back to what i said yesterday in church there are people that attend church together who don't like each other who wouldn't even if we if we did one of those old um, sing hymn number twenty two um, when we all get to heaven and you go around and you shake hands with people would people avoid you and not shake your hand and and so you got to fix that too and you know it may not be the, to the fact that you're going to them and you're apologizing but you're just forgiving and you're moving on. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled its entire house where they were sitting. See, Pentecost has action, a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. 
and divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them of the hundred and twenty. They all were they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the question is, what does fire do? Well, God uses trials and tests of our faith to get us to a process of purifying our souls. He will get us to a place. He will use our trials. He'll use our. He'll use the fire uh, when you when you're going through a when you're going through a trial when you're going through something. He will he will use that test or that trial and the reality of our faith to purify us, just like a precious metal. Even in a trial of life, your face can still prove that you have been with Jesus. You can listen to the entire sermon uh, by going to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast, uh, Google um, Music, uh, iHeartRadio. I want to encourage you to listen to it. This is our 801. We've done 801 broadcast, and we are so thankful for you, and we would love to hear from you. If you will just reach out to us, send us a message, let us know. We would love to hear from you. If you're not where you need to be with Jesus, then we want to say, just accept him, and here's how you do it. You just ask him to forgive you of your sins. So it's such a simple thing. You don't have to clean yourself up. Come to him just as you are and say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Use me for your kingdom, glory, and honor. You prayed that prayer. Your name is written in heaven. We'll send you a Bible. Just call and request it. Or you can also, our numbers are on, on the screen, or you can also um, you can also send us a message on Instant Messenger. We would be glad to, to send you a Bible, courtesy of the Pulse WV Live. We're so thankful for the ones that give to this ministry. And if you would like to join uh, the, the ones that do, you can text the word Pulse. It's real easy. Text the word Pulse to 1-304-244-3187. You can put your debit or credit card in and uh, do a, uh, a one-time gift or a, a weekly gift or a monthly gift. You can also go to thepulsechurch.com, give through PayPal, Mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gasaway, West Virginia, 26624. i tell you what, if we tracked each other's steps today, where would you take me? Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you on Tuesday for the next edition of the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God.